Don't drop the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. Hello and welcome to BiteCast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. So please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I am Brendan White, your head chef for this evening and can be found often raiding pantries or on the socials at Brendan 8-Bit. And my sous chef on this episode is a man with a beard and haircut so sharp it could cut diamonds. When he's not creating content or keeping the world secure, he can be found slinging dice and crafting cocktails. He's one of my bestest buddies who can be found on the socials at the Spawny. 13, that's 1-3. Benny McJanet, welcome to the kitchen. What's cooking, my friend? Stay thirsty, brother. How you doing, man? I am doing well. I um, I could very much use a cocktail right now. <laughs> um, I am always thirsty, and I know that you sling them like no one's business. So um, if we could be drinking any cocktail right now, like this isn't a question part of the show, I'm just going to throw it at you now. Cold, what would we be sipping on and why? Okay, uh, probably right now I've been experimenting with a couple of drinks so right now because it, i'm literally just trying to get rid of the baileys that i have in the pantry <laughs> okay <laughs> um it would be my take on a chocolate mudslide which i am now replacing the chocolate with caramel and mm. i instead of like putting caramel uh chocolate sauce around the rim it's got caramel sauce so i'm putting caramel syrup into the drink instead of a simple um, and also I've been rimming the glass with, uh, caramel, crushed up, uh, caramel, uh, you know, the Kit Kat gold. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Crushing, I'm a big crushing fan that of Kit up Kat gold. And rimming the glass with that. <gasps> and then also sprinkling it over the top of the drink. That sounds perfect. Like I am, mm. I'm, I'm a big caramel fan, so I would gladly drink that. So are you calling that a caramel mudslide or have you got like a I'm bit of a I'm thinking caramel mudslide just to keep it simple because I'm just mucking around with it, but it's been what I've been experimenting with lately. Um, and it is for, yeah, it's very, very tasty. I'll put it that way. It sounds delicious. Uh, mm. It feels like if I close my eyes and took a sip of it, it'd almost feel like the the Huggin' Dust caramel swirl ice cream that I love. I reckon it'd that be like that, but just a bit of pump to it. Not too far from what it tastes like. Oh, it's got like because it's got a bit of because you're using Kahlua in the drink as well, so it's got a little bit of a coffee kick, mm-hmm. as well as that nice uh, alcohol sort of kick in there as well. So you get a little bit of that flavor come through with the caramel. But yeah, like to mix with say like a Huggin' Dust ice cream or a salted caramel ice cream. <laughs> Not too far from the money, I reckon. I I am in. So so mm. listeners, if you aren't aware, Benny uh, hosts and shares a mm. podcast himself, where he is making the most tastiest of cocktails with a with a featured guest every episode, and they both make the cocktail and then they sit down and have a good discussion. We've been very patiently waiting for the return <laughs> of cocktail club benny do you know can you can you let us know when it's coming back i know you're a busy man so I'm not- it's it's always been a matter of timing for me because my work really after the last episode with miss ali hart my work schedule just went absolutely gangbusters and bananas um so my my whole schedule just completely changed so trying to actually work out when to record it was nightmarish in itself and then getting a guest was the next hurdle uh so yeah it really just comes down to guests if i can find the guests and they're willing to sit down on a 
Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday, early Sunday evening, because my work hours mean I have to get up at before the crack of dawn. The sun's not even up before when I'm getting up out of bed. Which is pretty gross. Yeah. Um, so if, if, if people are happy to jump in and have a chat and a little bit of a drinky poos, uh, then yeah, I'll, I'll do something else. But in the meantime, we're just uh, continuing on with life and I keep mucking around with the bar at home and I'm thinking that maybe we could do something else maybe with the 8-bit uh, cast, maybe with the cocktail stuff in the future. We'll, we'll work something out. I think that's a good idea. I think there's a lot of people, ourselves included, that are mm. always thirsty and willing to try that's new it. tasty liquid treats. So, uh, yeah, if you wanted to maybe talk to Benny about Cocktail Club and Jumping On, hit him up on them socials, on that's the Twitters, it. at the thespawny13, that's T-H-E-S-P-A-W-N-Y-1-3. And this evening, I will be enjoying a Cuba Libre. Oh, what is in that? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a rum and coke. Okay. It's a very fancy way of saying that, but I like it. It's nice and simple. I was actually going to mix something up, and I was like, oh, I just can't be arsed. I'm just going to do a rum and coke. And listeners, I am enjoying some H2O. H2O. Very fancy. fancy. Locally locally brewed and distilled right here in Melbourne, straight out of the tap, right into my guts. But anyway, we're here. (laughs) <laughs> We're here on another one-on-one episode of Bitecast where I am going to be throwing a series of questions to Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been prepared and able to vet and think about his responses for these four questions. But in between question two and three, I've got a segment which I like to call Shoot from the Hip where I'm going to sort of got a heap of um, you know little quick rapid response questions where I don't want Benny to sort of dwell on it too much. I just want him to look inside and, and give us the answers that he feels, speak true from the heart. And I've got a couple of dozen of these, which I'm going to just chuck in a blender and just cherry pick a few and pull them out and see what he throws back at us. So, Ben, have you got any questions, comments, concerns, or are you ready to jump into question number one? I'm going to just give you a heads up. I didn't do any homework. Well, that's fine. You're uh, (laughs) going to be shooting from the hip for the entirety of the episode. We'll just expand the episode out. And uh, yeah, if we're going to be shooting, I guess we may as well. Preface it by those legends at the Brothers Osborne. All right, question number one, Benny. What food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to and why? I was... I don't know. Like, I I don't think I... Because I've listened to the show before and I've thought about some of these questions that you ask past guests. Mm -hmm. I I struggle to think of a food that I relate myself to really well. Mm -hmm. Um, But going down the cocktail track, I was thinking about... I was thinking maybe like a whiskey sour. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Feel feel free to expand on, on why yeah. you see yourself as a bit of whiskey um, sour. So, like, one, whiskey, because I'm... And whiskey and sour, let's just let's just use the name. Let's not even mention flavours or anything like that, because let's face it, that's a good taste in drink. It is delicious. But let's just use the name. So whiskey and sour, th- that gives you the, the sounds of a grumpy old man. <laughs> And I am the embodiment of a grumpy old man since I was like 16 years old. <laughs> I have always had that grumpy old man energy. So let's just roll with that, I reckon. I think that suits me pretty well. I think that's great. And like, yeah, whiskey, it's smoky, it's hard, mm. it's powerful, it's stoic. And then yep. that sour, like, yes, yes, you have always had a bit of a a grumpy old man mentality, but there is a bit of, bit of zing in there too, yeah. like you'd get from that sour. 
Maybe you are a mm. bit of a bit of a beaten egg white in a way. Egg, egg's got That's a lot of it. utility. You can use egg in everything, mm-hmm. which uh, just like yourself, you are very flexible and resourceful and uh, add a lot of value to a lot of situations, whether it be work or life related. Yeah, and not only that, but like at the end of the day, it's a good tasting drink and it's very easy for a lot of people to enjoy. And I'm a pretty easy going guy. That's very true. Like That's when you actually true. get to know me and you know what I'm like, like... I come off as this grumpy old old bastard, but at the end of the day, I'm actually I'm a sweetheart. I'm nice as pie and really easygoing. Um, I'm just very... Uh, I shoot from the hip. Let's just leave it at that. That's that's more than fine, you know? You, yeah. you call a spade a spade and a, yeah. a whiskey sour a whiskey sour. Blunt is exactly what I am. <laughs> that's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that at all. Like uh, that that cocktail you might be getting stirred mm. with a bit of a blunt spoon because you wouldn't want a sharp Damn one in straight. there in case you cut yourself. But uh, you know what? Connecting these dots further, whiskey sour is one of my favorite drinks and you're one of my favorite people. So hey, look at that. synergies everywhere. I just like mine finished with a bit of hazelnut bitters if you can find it. At, uh, Ooh, that's a nice choice. At a bar. I, I just it's go a the, good little um, spin. The Angus Sutra bitters. Ooh, yeah. Nice. But you yeah, definitely just a, just need to a finish dash a whiskey on top, sour just to give you bitters. that aroma when you have it a nice drink. Yeah, yeah, definitely need some bitters on top of mm. a nice sour. Uh, Ardbeg Twelve is is my favourite. It's a bit smokier, so you yep. mix that and it offsets with the hazelnut and nice. mm. All right, the next question: What is your guilty pleasure or pleasures? And that can obviously be food, mm. or we can expand it out to, to drinks as well. You can uh, take this as long as you can consume this answer. Yep. You can go yep, with yep, it whichever yep. way you want. Uh. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, and I haven't done it in a very long time, is State of Origin night tonight as we're recording, so it actually would be the perfect time to break it out, but I ate a whole pizza today for lunch. Yeah, boy. Um, I got pizza on the way. <laughs> um, but essentially, and this is hard, and if you've listened to Comedy Rewind with Jono, and I've brought up my stoner taste in the past, um, what me and my best bud used to do was we would order two pizzas from Domino's. Um, you could do it from Pizza Hut or any other pizza joint that you you so choose. Mm-hmm. But the trick is extra cheese is the key. So you get a pizza, which is one barbecue meat lovers with extra cheese. Okay. On a deep pan. If you can go deep pan, go to the deep pan. Mm-hmm. You get one Double cheese with extra cheese, oh thereby making it an extra che- a trip a triple cheese on a thin and crispy. And this is why I say I haven't done it in a very long time because this is a carotid artery just waiting to happen. You take a slice of each, hopefully around the, the same size on each pizza. <gasps> I know what you're gonna do. You slap them together. You have yourself a cheesy pizza sandwich, and you eat that bad boy as the grease dribbles down your arm. Holy moly. So that, that ends up being quadruple cheese with meat yep. lovers. And mm-hmm. uh, like, mm-hmm. I want to try this, but I'm now, terrified that I'm not going to see out the night when I do try this. That's the thing is, I'm getting up there in years. You're slowly catching up to me. Um, <laughs> I don't think my that's heart can take it anymore. Works. <laughs> the gap will always remain the same. I, I, I'm never going to turn 40, mate. That's I've, I've set that in stone. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so... But I don't think my heart could take it anymore. I really don't. I've seen too much over the years. I don't think we can do that anymore. Next time we're together, let's let's try this. We don't like yeah. we don't have to commit to eating the whole pizzas, oh, oh God, but no, we, we at least gotta have thing. one pizza sandwich. That's it. 
that's it. And yeah, it is a greasy ball. You will have grease going down your arms. But yeah, hey, if you're young, dumb, and stoned, I highly recommend it. Mm, the the spawny pizza sandwich. There you go. Mm-hmm. Available at Domino's, at Domino's pizza, pizza Hut. Hut. Your favorite pizza place of choice. But the greasier, the better. So you got to get a triple, like a, a cheese with extra cheese and the meat yep. lovers. Yeah. Meat lovers. Both have, pan. To have extra cheese. And the meat lovers has to be on the deep pan and the cheese has to be thin and crispy. <sighs> you got to eat that quick because once that hardens, you are oh, yeah. biting through like a block of cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But when it's nice oh. and hot and the grease is just dripping out of the thing, it is. Oh, that is some deliciousness. Holy guacamole. That is. If that you're is something. really brave, and I don't. Now, because I don't shop at Domino's or Pizza Hut that often anymore. But remember, they used to do the cheese inside the base? I was just about to ask that, or I was going to ask if you wanted the stuffed crust that, like, Pizza Hut does, where it's I mean, got you the do cheese the stuffed crust in the as edge. well. But yeah, but, like, the cheese in the base to oh. really just put it over the edge? Yeah, you could probably. That's that's going to destroy your toilet later. That's the Thanos click right there. Like, yeah. That's there's a 50-50 chance you're going to be dying eating that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I haven't had it for a long time because obvious health reasons. But damn, it it was good. It was very good. Yeah. If, if you did cheese in the base, that's quintuplet cheese sandwich mm-hmm. pizza. Like Yeah. Holy moly. I if would you not have poo a heart for condition, 3 weeks. I do not recommend. Yeah, I'd be blocked up. I wouldn't poo for 3 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd probably die from that. So I'm dying either way from this pizza. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I said I I would if you're young, I'll, I'll recommend it. But seriously, just consider the health factors first before you do. Have you got any slightly less risky guilty pleasures you want to mention? Is there any like chippies or chockies that you love and I like mean, to snack on from time to time? I am a sucker for chocolate. I am a massive sucker for chocolate. You love Tim Tams too. I do love a Tim Tam. Um, double coat all the way, mate. Yeah, buddy. Um, but I did. Double coat tie is tied with salted caramel. I mean, let's let's face it, the salted caramel ones, Tim Tams are fucking phenomenal, just phenomenal. Um, oh, what other foods? Like, I love a mac and cheese. Love a good mac and cheese. Um, and if I can get Mum's baked, like home baked mac and cheese, oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I love a good Mac. Like I was very late to the Mac and cheese party just due mm-hmm. to my usual disliking of cheese. So I was very scared and shook by yep. old Mac and cheese. But I have embraced that lifestyle with open arms and there's a place that delivers Mac and cheese. That's all they do. It's called Mad Max. And all oh. they do is variations of Mac and cheese. Like I had a buffalo fried chicken one the other day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I'm still partially blocked up, but it was. Have we got any conferences down your way sometime soon that I should be attending? Is what you're telling me? Uh, Sadly, in our industry, that's in Sydney this year, but um, there is a games conference in October called PAX. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you already know I'm not coming to that. Well, we could make up our own conference. We will, we will. We'll have to make a reason for me to come down there. You just got to come down and do a pizza tour. That's it. See which ones would make the best sandwiches. Yep. All right, well, let's jump into the official portion of Shoot From The Hip. And the first one I'll throw your way is, what's your favourite flavour of ice cream? Ooh. Um, does cookie dough count? 
Yeah, I think you can get cookie dough flavored ice cream. Because it's not really a flavor. It's like it's, it's just like vanilla, vanilla with base. chunks of cookie dough in it. Yeah, that's fair. I that would fair. be my. Oh, that's my favorite go-to that I always get. Um, mm. Do you follow? Do you, do you add gelato into this mix as well? Yeah, I'm. I'm not going like, to. If we're going to go more of a traditional flavor, like I love passion fruit flavored gelato. Yes, I. The the sort of the, the fruits and especially like mm. the berry style ice creams, yeah. the yeah, passion yeah. fruit, the boysenberry, strawberry, like mango's not a berry, but like mango flavor, mango, ice cream, mango, all that stuff. Ooh, yeah, really good. Yeah, really, really good. Love that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, just the if 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 I'm going to the shops and I'm getting myself a little tub of ice cream or whatever, my first go to is always looking for the cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm going to like a ice cream parlor or something like that, I'm looking for something unique that stands out. But if it's a gelato shop, I'm always looking for that passion fruit. All right. So the next shoot from the hip, I wanted to throw your way. What do you think is the best type of donut? Mm. Um, look, uh, if I'm going childhood fave, it's the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just because growing up in Australia, that's something I think every Australian can relate to. Um, but if it's such a rare find for me these days, and I know they're not the most popular or the greatest, latest and greatest donuts in the world, but they're in bear with me, Krispy Kreme, but they don't do it as a regular donut anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of a jam-filled donut, there used to be a lemon custard-filled one Ooh. with a lemon glaze. And I love that fucking thing, but no one else ever ate them, so they took it off the menu, essentially. <laughs> you were the only one flying the flag I was, for I was the flying lemon glaze. the flag high for some lemon, lemon custard donuts, and they were delicious. They were so great. It was like, kind of like a little lemony, cheesecake-y, donut-y thingy. It was brilliant. Loved You've it. sold me like I'm. I'm a sucker for for lemon, especially when mm. it comes to desserts. I never knew this existed at Krispy Kreme until just now. Yeah, I would was, have gladly ordered it if I menu. did know. Yeah, yeah. It's it, so because it, you're a fellow Canberra boy like myself. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was my tradition. I'd go to the hockey at uh, in Philip there next to the Woden Plaza. Yep. Yep. On a Saturday evening, and then me and a couple of friends, we'd go around to the Krispy Kreme shop that's there. I don't know if it's still there. It's probably long gone. Yeah, the one that was out the front of them all there on the outside. That's the one. That's exactly it. So we'd go there afterwards, and we'd get a box of donuts, and we'd always go, okay, well, we'll get a box with six or so um, like normal glazed ones, because that's what you get in the box. But then we'd all each individually pick our own couple of flavors, and I'd always get one of those lemon custard ones, and they were so good. It was always perfect, and you get a hot because cold winters in Canberra as well, so you always get a mm-hmm. hot chocolate or something. Ah, just yeah, just brings me just good memories that brings back. That's all. Well, talking about that food tour, there's a couple of donut places mm. within a few kilometers of either either direction of me that do a nice lemon curd infused donut that's Ooh. worth a look so uh, i will add that to, to the itinerary no dose in um no not no dose is it, it was the donut shop in newstead here in brizzy oh um it's like it was like no no dose was like kind of the name or no dough or something like that it was some weird yeah, sort of name. I'm, I'm blanking on it but also i think the one out chermside out at the mall whatever that donut yeah. place is and there's the another one over in, um on the western suburbs too yeah 
But yeah, there's like anyway. dope donuts, and there's a few others around that that do the good goodness. So uh, mm. yeah, donuts are just great listeners. They yeah, are the they best. They are awesome. Love some donuts. All right, rapid fire one here for you: Coke or Pepsi? Oh, oh, I'm gonna go against the grain. Pepsi. Like as in full strength, you'd take the, yep. the just the original yep, yep, Pepsi yep, yep, over the yep, Coke. Yep. Why is that? I generally do. Um, it started a long time ago, uh, but being a proud Queensland boy, um, rum and Coke is a staple of the growing up Queenslander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, Bundy is not good rum. I understand that, but at the end of the day, I'm from Queensland, so shut up. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I used to actually always get Coke, always used to get Coke. Um, and let, okay. F- first off, let's go, to, let's go to the no sugar side of things. Pepsi Max beats Coke, no sugar, hands down. Totally agree. Totally agree. Has for the longest time. I'm not saying I won't drink a Coke, no, no sugar, but at the end of the day, Pepsi Max wins. Yep. But when I... I I realized how much money I was spending on Coke. And I don't think this is the same sort of situation across the country, but at least here in Queensland, in my experience, a a two-liter bottle of Coke is easily more than twice the price of a two-liter bottle of Pepsi. Yeah, that was that was the same like when I in New South where I grew up, mm. and because Pepsi was always like it was just Pepsi and all the subsidiaries of Pepsi. Yeah, they were always on sale at, at, yeah. at uh, Woolies and Coles, where you could get a two liter for like a dollar something. Where the Coke yeah. was always two to three to four dollars yeah. to whatever the price it is now. Exactly, exactly. So that's the thing. It's like I was like, well, why am I spending all this money on Coke? I'm just going to mix it with spirits anyway. So I'm just going to I'll just get the Pepsi, and then I've just actually just grown very accustomed to Pepsi over the years. And to be honest, I've never, like, I know there is a difference in taste, but I've never really been able to tell a huge amount of the difference. So I've never oh, cared. Okay. So for me, I don't really care that much. I just go to Pepsi as my default because it's cheaper. That's, that's a smart play. You know, yeah. you, you've got a mortgage to pay and you, that's it, man. you're a grown man. You've got, you got expenses to, to, to deal with and a world to navigate. So if yeah. you can save a few bucks on a, on a nice cold beverage, why wouldn't you? Exactly, exactly. And like I said, I'm just going to mix it with alcohol anyway, so I might as well just <laughs> not worry about the flavour of the Coke. Amen, uh, amen. So um, circling back to the, the pizza sandwich discussion, this one oh, ties yeah. into that. Does pizza? Does pineapple belong on pizza? If you like pineapple on pizza, eat your pineapple on your pizza. I don't give a fuck. Totally agree. Totally agree. I People actually, need to settle down with oh, this whole oh, debate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there shouldn't be a debate. There never has been a debate only in recent years for some god unknown reason. At the end of the day, if you don't like pineapple on pizza, don't order a pizza with pineapple on it. Like, how exactly. hard is that? Like, it's simple. And, like, don't yuck other people's yums. Simple as that. I love that term. Don't yuck other people's yums. Yep. It's yeah. a great term. It's a great term. It should be something that a lot more people on like social media and anyone that gives opinion pieces or has disagreeing opinions should fucking think about. Because, yeah, that's literally what it comes down to with pineapple on pizza. Like, Actually, funny story. I went to order a Hawaiian pizza the other day because I haven't had one in a long time. Ooh, okay. And... I must have misclicked it because the pizza came and I'm like, where's my fucking pineapple? Oh, really? And I'm like, this isn't right. I've ordered the wrong thing. So I pull up the receipt on my phone and all that sort of stuff. 
I ordered ham and cheese. I clicked the Oh, no. <laughs> the most boring of... That's that's slightly stepped down from so the Aussie pizza that has ham and egg. <laughs> yeah, I was so, so disappointed. I was really looking forward to it. I haven't had ham and pineapple pizza in so long. I love a good Hawaiian slice, but oh, no. God damn. Oh, well. God damn. All right. Damn. The, the yeah. last shoot from the hip is a two-parter, and I mm-hmm. want to know, what is your favorite fast food chain? And that can be Australian or global. We're just trying to avoid the local mom and pop shops just to make it a little bit more relatable and accessible. So I want to know what's your favorite fast food chain or outlet. And then the secondary piece to that is what's your go-to order from said fast food chain. Okay. I think you already know my answer. I think I've you got might an know. idea. I think you might know. Um, okay. So in America... Mm-hmm. My favorite one that I had in America was Shake Shack. Yep. And I only got to eat it twice. So I can't say I've got a favorite order. But it's made a big impression. It made a very big impression. I was very impressed. I was like, oh, damn, this is a damn good tasty burger. Yeah. And for any any American listeners or people just in general that think In-N-Out is the king, Shake Shack poos all mm. over In-N-Out. I, no, we'll now, die see, on I can't hill. make that comparison. I haven't had In-N-Out, but I had Shake Shack in Chicago I went back there the next day to have another Shake Shack. It was mm. so good. That said, my favorite here in Australia, and I think it might actually be the best fast food burger in Australia as well. Okay. Uh, that's my personal opinion, uh, but Betty's Burgers. I, I had a feeling that was going to be the mm. case. I totally agree because a couple of years ago, we couldn't really say it was much of a chain because it was obviously Queensland's yeah. uh, origin, but now that's it is right. everywhere. It's Did you see they've Sydney, signed an agreement Melbourne. with Virgin? Oh, really? So, so you can oh, wow. get on certain flights with Virgin. You can order Betty's Burgers food as the food items. On oh, Virgin if they Bell. have onion rings, I'll be so happy. Yeah, but they're, they're one of the best traditional classic mm. little smash patty burgers you can get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So for my go-to order, now you know that the one I've got near me is on Uber Eats, so I <laughs> order from them quite regularly. My go-to order is I just get the standard uh, Betty's Classic. Yep. Um, I get a side of onion rings Yep. with garlic aioli sauce. And I, depending on my mood, I pick a flavor of thick shake to go with it as well. Yeah, so it'll delicious. either be caramel, chocolate, peanut butter and chocolate or um, strawberry. So pretty much all the flavors. I'm quite happy to take any of them. Yeah. I do similar. I just add bacon to my Betty's Classic, mm-hmm. but I think they've got an option on there now, which is just a Betty's Classic with bacon. They call it something else. Yeah. And yeah, I think onion rings. I like getting the... I think it's the sriracha mayo, Oh, yeah, that's pretty nice too. I like so, that, yeah. and then I get the caramel shake. But, like, I literally... I could just get, like, two orders of onion rings. I'd be very happy. I think they're the best onion rings in Australia. I mean, if anyone else can dispute that, I'd, I'm I'm all open to it. Like, I'm, I'm very open to be proven wrong because I like a good onion ring. Yeah. But no, they're one of the me, best. I, I'd, I'd stand side yeah. by side with you on the battlefields on that. Yeah, they they are the best onion rings I've had in Australia. Definitely, definitely. Well, before we sit and gush about Betty's Burgers for the next mm. uh, several hours because Thought it is so delicious. That. And mm. anyone that hasn't tried Betty's, give oh, it a yeah. spin because it's everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. At least, least give just the classic a try and just enjoy that for what it is. Just give it a try. Yeah, and there's good, there's good vegetarian and vegan options there too. That's there's true. a great fried chicken burger. The shakes mm. though as well. They do a surf and turf one now too. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Noosa, the Noosa burger, it's got like a, a deep fried prawn on it. Okay. Yeah. 
maybe next time. There's yeah. a, there's one uh, there's one that delivers to me as well. So it's Ooh, there you go. dangerous, very dangerous. But yeah, that brings us to the end of. All right, the third question I'm going to throw you away, Mr. McJanet, is mm-hmm. what's your weird food habit or habits if you have multiple? Mm. Um, I don't know if it's a weird habit, but maybe it is for a grown man. <laughs> um, I don't eat my crusts. Okay. No matter how soft the sandwich is or how yeah. fluffy the toast is? Yeah, like, I mean, I'll still, like... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate some more. I'll elaborate yeah, some more. So, when I was young, my mother told me, and I'm sure many mothers around Australia have told their children this, that if you don't eat your crust, you, no, you have to eat your crust so your hair will go curly. And I was like, well, I don't want my hair to go curly, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat my crust. I made it a mission to never eat my crust. Fickle. Um... And I don't know what when it happened, but it was I must have been like thirteen, fourteen. I um I thought oh, okay I I I'm a little bit older now. All right, maybe I should start eating my crusts. Wouldn't you know it? I eat my crust, my hair goes curly. <laughs> beautiful what wizardry is this? Beautiful straight hair. That all of a sudden I now have a nice good curvy curly perm going on like i literally could have had a perm it was that curly it went and i was like i just don't know what the hell happened and like right in the middle of like peak puberty high school era as well so you're already awkward enough as well and i was an awkward teenager to begin with ha! um so that didn't help and it just went from there and i I think there was a certain point. It's like maybe it was in my late teens. I was like, I'm just gonna stop eating my crusts again. <laughs> so I did. So that's kind of stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like I will generally now. I will like if the crust isn't too chewy or whatever, I'll eat it and everything like that. But like for, I will there will always be like a piece, at least one piece of crust on my plate still, just out of habit. Even with pizza, the only crust I'll eat on the pizza is if it's cheesy crust. That's right. I forgot that. Like, we've shared yeah. many a pizza over the years, and I always forget that you leave your crusts. I always leave me crusts. Yeah. It's just I, it's just a habit. It's been with me since I was a kid, and it'll be with me for a long time yet. <laughs> I, I love crust. I eat mm. all the crust, and I just picture you as a kid when, like, somehow coincidentally you're eating your sandwich and it's like you take a bite and get some crust and you just hair you see like the base of the hair curling so slightly (laughs) then you bite a bit more and it works its way up the whole root of the hair like it would have been a sight to behold just watching you just become this going from straight metal hair to to sort of afro in one sandwich it was it was just weird it was weird because like my hair's gone back to being a lot more straighter than what it was but like i had some wild wavy afro hair going on for a while (laughs) have you got any other food weird food habits you want to share or should we jump into the last question weird food habits i don't know about weird food habits i think i've got some weird food dislikes much like yourself throw one of them at us uh raw tomato i'm not a fan of that's that's coming up fairly frequently on this show 
I, I've kind of discovered that a lot later, later in life too, is a lot more people out there don't like raw tomato. I'll eat it if it's like very finely diced and in something or it's cooked into stuff. It doesn't bother me. Raw, when it's raw, I think it's the acidity and the fact that it's got seeds mm-hmm. in it. The seeds freak me out. And I'm terrified I'm going to choke on it because every kid's choked on a watermelon seed. But here's the really weird shit, because I mentioned passion fruit before when it came to passion fruit ice cream. Passion eat, fruit it's seeds. It's all seeds. I love chewing the shit out of passion fruit seeds and eating them. I've got no issue with them whatsoever. So my brain works in one, weird and wonderful ways. Um, so there's those two reasons for tomato. And the other one thing that I, re- I absolutely despise it, actually, is peas. Okay. Like plain green peas. I cannot stand it. Mushy peas. Anything pea-related... Not a fan. What about a snow pea? No, won't touch it. Mm. Snow peas like the Mercedes Benz of peas. I know, I understand that, but at the end of the day, is I just feel like they just taste like bland, mushy pulp. Damn. Um, I just I like broccoli is a superfood, so I give it a pass for being bland. But peas, nah, you've got fucking nothing. Get get the fuck off my plate. (laughs) You're just a pain in the ass. I've got to try and fucking scoop you onto my fork and hope you stay on there as I try to get it in my mouth. Yeah. And then what's the reward? Blandness. I'm sorry, no. Peas, get the fuck out of here. That's, that's a very aggressive stance on peas. Like, I'm, mm. I'm a pea fan. I hated them as a kid. But these days, I can eat peas. I'd Like, if you gave me, like, if I had nothing to eat and all I had in the, in the freezer was frozen peas, I'd eat them frozen like chips. Yeah. I eat snow peas fresh. Out, like, I don't even bother cooking them sometimes. Or I just chew on them like a bit of salad. Uh. Nah, Love nah. peas. No, nah, I, I, I don't know what it... I think it's... You can blame my mother because she doesn't like peas either. So I think that's what... We just never had them a lot growing up or anything like that. So for me, when I eat them, I'm just like, no, nah, no. Nah. I even <laughs> go so far as I will pick them out of the fried rice when there's peas included in the fried rice from the Chinese shop. That's extreme. Have you ever yeah. asked them to put no peas in it and they just say, shut up, you dickhead, no, that's just how it comes? like most of the time, like even when like you get a slice of tomato on a hamburger, I don't ask to say no tomato, I just open the burger up, take the tomato off, throw it away. I, yeah, just I'm, give it to me. It's it's the same as people putting pineapple on pizza. You don't like the pineapple on the pizza? Take it the fuck off. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, don't Grow have to up. cause a fuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy don't up. yuck on my yum. Exactly it. I've never heard that until today, and I love it, and it's the best, and I'm going to use it and I'm think of use it every it all time, time I say it. Here we go. Promo for this episode. Yuck on my yum. Yuck on my yum. All right, Benny, the last question. I wanted to know, what's your favorite food or dish? So if you're at the dinner table right now, breakfast Mm -hmm. table, lunch table, whatever, wherever you're eating this magical meal and you're Mm -hmm. looking down at the table and looking back up at you on the plate is your dream dish or your Mm -hmm. dream food. What is it and why? Do you recall our dinner draft? I do recall our dinner draft, and I am going to assume you're going to say lasagna. Exactly right, mate. Exactly (laughs) it. It is my all-time favourite meal. I am like Garfield. I don't like Mondays, and I love lasagna. So, (laughs) lasagna to me, it is like a beautiful meat-flavoured tasting cake. It is Mm -hmm. so good. It is delicious. It is easily the best. It is the the best pasta dish imaginable. Nothing tops it in my opinion. It is, and I love some pasta. I, I, I love mac and cheese. I love, I love me some Alfredo. I love me some carbonara, spaghetti bolognese. Um, anything pasta related, I'm, I'm down for it. I'll give anything a crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
nothing, and nothing will top a traditional lasagna. Um, If you try and get fancy on me and you start putting like some vegan or vegetarian type lasagnas out there or something like that, I'm going to throw that shit in your face. I want a (laughs) traditional lasagna. You want that mince. Give me that beef mince. Give me that red meat. Let me add it. And I'm a happy boy. You start messing with the, the, the traditional lasagna and I'm sorry, you've lost me as a friend. That's that's a that's a very aggressive stance, and I get mm. it. You know, we it, can it, maybe turn a blind eye to people with dietary needs, but look, uh, look, that's their dietary. But don't put that shit in front of my. Oh, my okay. Point, you know, don't, like, don't if force you want to eat, you. if you want to eat that anything, you want to make a fancy or different lasagna, that's fine. But if you put that stuff in front of me, I am throwing it back at you. <laughs> don't yuck on Benny's lasagna, yum. People. Exactly, exactly. I am quite happy for you to enjoy whatever you want to enjoy, but this is. Lasagna, if you ruin lasagna for me, I am not a happy camper. <laughs> so I, I think I probably know the answer before even asking the question, but sure. is is the goat piece in the lasagna the corner or are you like right in the middle so you don't get any edges? I love the crispy edges, so I'm I a corner guy. I do love a crispy edge. I do love it. I think the corner is, I think you're right, the corner is probably the best piece of lasagna. Yeah. And here's the best thing about lasagna as well. It's always better the second day. Yeah, Italian food reheats really freaking well. It's so good the second day. If you reheated lasagna the second day, it's so good. Yeah, you just get that meat brick out of the fridge Mm -hmm. again, chuck it in the microwave or the oven. And because it's had 12 hours, whatever the frequency was between first Mm. meal and second go around. That sauce is soaked right into the meat and into the pasta, and it is so good. Yum. I haven't had lasagna in a long time, Benny, and I want some. You're in Melbourne, mate. You got plenty of pasta options around you. That's here. true. I'm, I'm not. I'm not short on choice here. That's for sure. Maybe. That's it. Maybe I'll, I'll hunt down some lasagna on the weekend. I think that could be a great idea. That's a, that's a good idea, mate. What um, quick throwaway attached to that. What would be your dream accompaniments? Like if you're looking down, there's that nice, juicy, crispy corner mm. piece of lasagna. There. Have you got like a bit of just a simple salad on the side? Have you got some chips, I... garlic bread? What's what? What do you want with that piece? That... Like maybe a piece of garlic bread would be my go-to. I'd have a bit of garlic bread or something like that alongside it. But really, like when I go out and if I'm ordering lasagna at a restaurant or something like that, my go-to option is always just the lasagna as is. I don't want anything else to taint that experience because it is so godly to me. <laughs> like, you, just, I, you just want that meat cake. Just give me that meat cake. It is my go-to everything. Um, it's... The one meal that my mum will all, is always guaranteed to make for me. I, I don't want a birthday cake when my birthday comes around. I want a lasagna when my birthday comes around, and that's what my mum makes for me on my birthday. I want to know, is it, is it like a big, giant, family-sized tray that she'll bake up to, or is it a bit yep. something a bit more moderate just for you? Um, it is a big, family-sized tray. Unfortunately, I have to share it with my family. Goddamn. Uh, they do ruin the moment, but um, generally I get to keep all the leftovers, so I take them home with me. <laughs> but do you, yeah, do you blow out candles? Does Mama put in candles in the lasagna and blow it out like it's a cake? I think we did do that one year. Yes, I honestly do think we did that one year, and yeah, that was an experience because that was pretty much all I wanted for my birthday. It was just that a, that should be the tradition. Lasagna, yeah, yeah, birthday cake, lasagna, blow out the candles, make a wish, and then just fight for those I mean we'll pieces. still have a cake afterwards but I'm more interested in getting that lasagna dinner that's what I'm there for <laughs> yum 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 mm-hmm. well listeners that brings us to the end of festivities here for this one on one bite cast 
Uh, some quick closing words. Obviously, if you wanted to rate, view, subscribe us and all the other podcasts you listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it's a simple five-star system on both of those. That would mean an awful lot to myself and all the other podcast hosts that you listen to on the regular. Yeah, Takes right. no time, costs no money, and yeah, helps keep us chart, keeps us tracking, keeps us relevant, and keeps those emotional lights on in our hearts. If you want to get yourself some tasty merch, obviously check out our official merchandise store over at shop8bit.net and get yourself tees, hats, hoodies, and everything else in between. But Benny, have you got anything you want to shout out or mention before we uh, close down the kitchen for another undefined period of time? Um, just keep an eye out there. We we might do something soon with some more cocktails, hey? And yeah, hey, you- if you are interested in doing a episode of Cocktail Club, check it out under the 8-bit cast feed on the podcast platform of your choice. Um, and you are interested in doing an episode and you want to hang out and have a chat and enjoy a tasty beverage, uh, then, yeah, hit us up. Let's let's do this thing. That's it, yeah. So Benny, Benny's social links will be in the, the episode description as well as links to the APCast, so you can have a listen to prior episodes of Cocktail Club housed right there on that RSS feed. But listeners, the advert clo- closing us out on this episode is also about a very tasty treat, very near and dear to both our respective hearts here. Sadly, yeah. I couldn't find an Aussie advertisement for this, so this New Zealand edition will have to do. Listeners, the kitchen's now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, and be safe. Much love, stay hungry. Curly Whirly, take it away. Curly Whirly is chewy caramel covered with delicious Cadbury Jerry Milk chocolate. Where the Curly Whirly goes from Cadbury. New Cadbury Curly Whirly, the curliest chewing town. Stay thirsty. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard an ad for Curly Whirly in Australia on television. Ah, uh, neither am I. I thought surely there'd be one. Apparently there's not. Uh, uh, now that you mention it, no, never really thought of one. <laughs>